Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. Gee, it's great to be with you because uh, not only do I have a fantastic guest for you today, but it's so inspirational to have these conversations, and I know I am inspired from the conversations that I have every week on this show, and I trust everyone listening is also inspired because that's really the purpose of The Love Code. The Love Code is a show dedicated to upliftment, to transformation, to returning us to the power of our heart, to compassion, to gratitude, and to truly evolve into the great potential that we all have in our unlimited self. So it's just a delight and a pleasure and an honor to have all of you joining me today for another inspirational episode, and I trust you it will be an inspirational episode, because we are talking today with Jerry Sargent. He is um, calling in from the UK, and uh, what an amazing man, and what an amazing journey he's been on. So we're going to be exploring angels, extraterrestrials, and healing with my guest today, Jerry Sargent, and if that doesn't pique your interest, I don't know what will. So stay tuned and um, get ready for an amazing conversation. You know, before we jump into things, I do want to remind everyone that if you would like to get the archives from the show, then you've got two choices. You can either go to my website, which is drcherylselman.com, and just opt into my newsletter, be part of my community, or you can like me over on my Facebook page, which happens to be, get ready for this, What Women Must Know. I'm going to repeat that because you probably weren't expecting it. What Women Must Know, which happens to be the name of the other podcast that I do on Progressive Radio Network every Thursday at 4 p.m. So if you'd like to get both of those programs, which I hope you will because they both have fantastic inspirational conversations for healing, for expansion, for transformation, then that's all you have to do. Just like me over at What Women Must Know or opt in to DrCherylSelman.com. So let's talk to my guest, Jerry Sargent, and a little bit about Jerry. He is known as the facilitator, is the founder of Star Magic Healing, a powerful motivational speaker, an international best-selling author, and is world-renowned for healing people, creating rapid shifts within them, and transforming their lives on the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual planes. Jerry himself understands transformation at the deepest level and knows about setting oneself free after living a life fit for a Hollywood movie, being a drug addict from a young age, and walking a different path, which led to a life of crime and mixing with some of the world's most dangerous criminals, to knowing a life where love and compassion are at the heart of Jerry's world. So if you're ready for an amazing conversation, uplifting, truly transforming, and and knowing the power of the soul to really guide us in this life's journey, then uh, stay tuned because we're in for a great experience with Jerry. And it's my great honor and pleasure to welcome Jerry Sargent to the show today. So Jerry, welcome to The Love Code, and thanks for joining us all the way from the UK today. Hi there, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. 
it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this conversation because I have been, you know, doing my research on you, and um, you really have created some unique and exceptional experiences and missions in your life. You're doing phenomenal things out in the world. And before we get into the this great um, plan and purpose and passion you have in spreading light, love, and healing through the planet, I, I think we have to talk about your story, and we have to talk about your past. I know you've probably talked about it. <laughs> you know it by heart sleep, but it's so profound to hear of the journeys we all go through from times of great darkness and how those times have been preparations for a magnificent life. So, uh, so Jerry, I, I, I'd love for you to start at the beginning of your journey. And what was it that got you into a world that was so dark, right, of crime, of addiction? So share a little bit about what that early part of your life was like. Yeah, so, I mean, as a child, I was uh, fostered, adopted, um I, I was raped at a young age, actually, at two months old. And then my first uh, adoptive, uh, my adoptive mother, she used to beat me. My first school teacher, she was female. I remember her pulling my pants down and smacking my, my bare bum in front of everyone in the class. And so I had this kind of like you know, rejection was a big thing, especially from females growing up as a child. And I was very angry. Um, I played rugby and football and tennis and lots of sports as a kid and, and rugby was really my kind of like my, my, my go-to to let off all of my steam and my aggression and then when I was uh, in my early teens I got banned from playing rugby for fighting and I got banned for one year and then at that time I just you know was hanging around with, with certain people and, and got into drink and drugs and, and, and the rave scene was really rife in the UK so I was traveling around, like, with whist blowing whistles and horns, dancing all night, dropping ecstasy tablets and acid and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I, mean, I was having a great time. It was, it was wild. And um, that was for, for a few years. And then a couple of my friends died, one in a car accident on the way back from the party, and then another one from a heroin overdose. And I was around sort of 16, 17 years old. And um, I thought, you know, at that time, like, you know, uh, I, I've got to change what's, what's happening in my world because, um, you know, the same thing might happen to me. So I decided to get a job, and I got a job at a local ice cream factory. My plan was to save up money for a year and then just buy an old camper van and go traveling around Europe. And so I did that. I, I got a job, saved up some money, bought an old camper van, and then the night before... I was going to leave. It was actually my girlfriend and I that were going to go traveling. The night before we were going to leave, we were in the pub having a couple of drinks with our friends, and this guy walked into the pub, and we'd never met him before, never seen him before in our lives. And he just walked up to us, and he said, I hear that you're going traveling. And we said, yeah, yeah, we're going tomorrow. He said, don't go. He said, don't go. He said, take this name and this number, go to Tenerife and the Canary Islands and call this guy. He said, you'll earn at least £300 a week and you'll get free accommodation. And he just handed us a piece of paper and there was a telephone number, a mobile number, and a guy called Chris. So we didn't even know where Tenerife was. 
Um, so we looked it up on the map. We realized it was going to be hot. So for some reason, we just sold the van the next day. We bought two one-way tickets to Tenerife, and we phoned this guy when we got there. And it turned out that he worked for this criminal organization. And uh, he, he was he, it was a big criminal organization, and um, we, we, we kind of got thrown into into the fire, out of the frying pan into the fire. So I was surrounded by, you know, criminals from all over the world doing many different things. So I started off selling timeshare and then got into drugs and, and then guns and various different things and then got into like high-level bank fraud. So I was doing that for several years. And, and to be honest with you, I absolutely loved it because I was young. I was earning loads of money. I just thought that, you know, my I, the whole whole world was mine. I was My ego was in full flow and I was buying um, cars and watches and designer suits. And I just thought, this is the rest of my life, you know. And um, then I uh, met my future wife-to-be, and our, our daughter was born, Alea. She was born in Tenerife in the Canary Islands. And then around that sort of time when Alea was born, there was a lot of, like, like turf warfare on the streets and stuff, and people were dying and people going to prison and people getting murdered and things like that. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, I don't really want to be in this environment with my new daughter. So my wife was from Romania. When she left Romania, she um, she she didn't have a passport, so she kind of sneaked out of the country. So when our daughter Alea was born, we couldn't get her a passport. I couldn't get Laura a passport either, so I had to smuggle Laura and Alea back into England so we could get married. So we got back to England, got married, uh, and then I started uh, uh, a property business uh, with some friends. And then... Everything was kind of cool for a couple of years, and then the business went, like, tipped up, and uh, we lost everything. We went from earning millions to being minus, owing the bank's money. By then, uh, Josh, um, my son, was born. We got kicked out of our home, and we're on the streets and uh, with a, either wife and two kids. And um, so I decided I need to go back to selling drugs. I need to go back to my criminal ways. So that's exactly what I did because it was the fastest way to kind of get my get my myself, you know, my head above water again. But that's when my spiritual journey started, when everything got stripped away and we went back to zero. Uh, we went back into this, we got moved into this rented accommodation. And I'd never had any spiritual experiences before, but my, my, my wife, Laura, well, she's my ex-wife now, she came downstairs and she looked terrified. And I said, what's wrong? She said, well, Every time I close my eyes, I see all these dark images and hear all these dark voices. She said, it feels like someone's trying to, to take me away. And she said, every time I'm walking the, and pushing the pushchair down the street in the daytime, it feels like something's trying to make me push the pushchair out into the road. And I looked at her and I thought, this is really strange. I said, okay, you know, obviously, you know, what do you want to do about this? So she said to me, I want to call my friend. And her friend was a priest. So we called this priest. The priest came around the house. And she started dousing the house and putting crosses up. And I was sat there thinking, this is crazy. This is like something out of the poltergeist or something. So anyway, she calms Laura down. Laura goes to bed. And then the next day I went to see my friend. And I said to my friend, you know, this really strange thing happened last night with Laura. And, and, and he said, I told him the story. And he said, you've got to speak to this lady. So he gave me the name of this lady. And... Uh, 
I phoned her up. I didn't know who she was, but she didn't answer. I left her a message, and she called me back uh, maybe an hour or so later. And I told her what happened, and she said, where do you live? And I said, well, I live at 316 Richmond Road. And she said, hold on a minute. So the phone went quiet, and then she said, have you been knocking some walls down? I said, well, we actually rent the property, but you can clearly see that the previous owner has built an extension. She said, yeah, you've got an angry old man in your house. I said, what do you mean we've got an angry old man? She said, yeah, you've got an angry old man. I said, okay, let's, let, let's say there is an angry old man in there. <laughs> I said, what, what am I going to do about it? She said, oh, I'll get rid of him for you. I said, brilliant, when can you come down? And, and we lived in London. She was living in um, a place in the West Country in England, I'd say three-hour drive. She said, well, I don't need to come down to London. I can do it from here. So I'm thinking to myself, this is just getting weirder and stranger. <laughs> so anyway, like, I went home, put the phone down, went home. I spoke to, 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 to Laura, and I said, listen, I spoke to this lady today, and she told me this, that, you know, I told her about what happened last night. And she reckons there's an angry old man in the house. And Laura turned around to me and said, yeah, I know, I've seen him. And I thought, right, you're telling me there's an angry old man in the house. This lady's telling me there's an angry old man. You've never met each other. You've got no common friends. There's got to be some kind of element to truth to this. So I phoned the lady back up. I said, I don't know what you do, but I need to come and see you. Like, I'm really curious. When I get a bee in my bonnet, I need to find everything out about it. So... I phoned her back up. I went up to see her, and she had a past life regression business, and it turned out that she worked for Scotland Yard in the psychic division, you know, solving crimes and murders with her psychic abilities. So I went up, and I got regressed into this past life, and I was hooked. And so I said to her, I want to come and see you again. So I ended up going to see her like three times a week for, for a few years, and she taught me how to remote view, how to bring my light out of my body and travel, how to access past lives, parallel dimensions, all this sort of stuff. Now, at the same time as meeting her, we flew back to Romania because obviously I'd got married to Laura in England, but we had to go and get her documents sorted in, in Romania. Now, when we went over there, we were traveling back to the airport, and I was in a taxi. Uh, Laura and the kids were in the back, and it was really early in the morning. And I woke up, and I heard a loud crash, and the cars swaying from side to side. There's glass, there's wind, all this sort of stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, boy, we're in a really bad accident. And um, then the car stopped. And there was no other cars on the road. And I thought, that's really weird. What did we hit? I looked at the taxi driver. He looked petrified. Alea was underneath the driver's seat. There was no seatbelts in the taxi. And Laura had Josh in her arms. And both of their mouths were full of glass. I looked in front of me, and there was a hole in the windscreen. And there was blood dripping down my face, but I wasn't cut. So I thought, this is weird. I got out of the car. I looked about 30 meters up the road, and there was two ladies lying on the side of the road. I looked about another 100, 150 yards up the road, and there was what looked like a dead body. And what had happened is three ladies were crossing the road in the morning. The first one got hit clean on. She came through the windscreen, smacked me in the face, then got flipped over the car and died. The second one had her ankles cut clean off, and the third one was physically okay. So I've got out of the car, I've checked on Laura and the kids. They're all okay. Uh, a guy had come out from a nearby factory. He was on the phone. I thought, there's nothing I can do. Her, her ankles are just cut on the floor. And the other lady was screaming. So I've, I've walked up the road to, to what looked like this dead body. I've got closer and closer. I got within about 10 meters, and I saw this energy source, like, hovering above her body. And I'm shaking my head, like, come on, get out of my head. Like, I was, in a way, I was like, 
is it real? I don't really want to see it. Like, what is it? And um, I got closer and closer, and then this energy source just kind of fizzled and disappeared into the ether. And by that time, I was right above the, the lady's body looking down, and her legs were wrapped up over her head. She was completely mangled. And it was like someone had taken an old car to the scrap heap. And, like, whatever was inside the body, which I now know was the lady's soul, it had no, no use for this physical vessel anymore. And it was like the universe, like, smacking me around the head and saying, Jerry, you've got to wake up. We're so much more than these physical bodies. We're atoms and molecules in continuous movement in space. We're energy. And I remember looking up to the heavens, and, 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 and I, I said, thank you. And it felt really weird. Like, I wanted a whiskey and a cigarette, and I don't drink whiskey, and I don't smoke. But... I just wanted a whiskey and a cigarette. It felt like a momentous occasion and a time to celebrate. So this happened. And then a few months later, Laura was lying down at home and she had a really bad migraine. And she, and for some reason, I thought to myself, I can take this out of your head. And so I walked over to her, looked at her, and I could see this green energy inside her head. I could see the headache. I just reached in and grabbed it out. And she got up off the bed like she didn't have a headache. And I thought to myself, that's a little bit weird, you know. So this happened. And then around the same sort of time all this stuff was happening, I was still doing my criminal stuff. And I was stealing money from banks. And so I had, like, huge bags of cash around, like hundreds of thousands of pounds at a time, sometimes millions. And I, was, I found someone that could help me give money to, to charities. So I started, like, just getting the money that I was earning or some of it and, and giving it to these charities and they'd send it to Africa and different places and we built like water pipelines and schools and different things and I used the letters used to come back and, and, and they'd show me the letters and I was you know I was like this is amazing you know we're helping all of these people so I felt a little bit like Robin Hood like stealing from the rich and giving to the poor and this was a really big thing in my life because all, all, all up until this point, I was like, me, 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 me. I had to buy stuff for me and I didn't care about anyone else. It was just I wanted to feed my ego. So this started to change me. I started to give back to humanity and I could do it anonymously. So it was really cool. I could steal money and just give it and, and no one knew about it. <laughs> so this happened. And, and all of the time that was changing me on this real subtle level that I didn't really realize until a little bit later on. So... We had this experience with Laura with a headache, and then we moved to New Zealand. Uh, I was looking into the Matrix Institute um, in America, and they showed me like a future map of the world. There were going to be these tectonic plate shifts and all this sort of stuff, um, and you know, around 2012. So in 2009, we actually moved to New Zealand. But there's one more piece of the story that's really important because when we were looking into moving to New Zealand. Me and my friends, we found a, uh, a talk that was taking place in a place called Basingstock, about 40 minutes outside London. So we went to this talk, and we sat down in this guy's front room. It's like an old dated bungalow. And the guy's given a talk on 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, all this sort of stuff. And we were quite, quite green, you know. We didn't really understand this stuff. We were exploring and exploring. And this guy's given a talk, and I remember asking him a question, and it was a little bit contradictory. And I wasn't trying to be rude or anything. I was just curious. But he stopped and he looked at me, and he held my stare, and then his face disappeared, and his face turned to a green lizard. And I'm sat there looking at him thinking, holy crap. You know, like I'm trying to look like cool as a cucumber on the outside, but on the inside I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? 
but I'd never seen anything like this. So he held my stare, which seemed like an eternity, but it was probably like six, seven or eight seconds. And then his face just came back to a human face again, and he carried on talking. And later on that evening, after my friend dropped me home, I was in the shower, and, I'm, and a picture of this old guy came into my head. And again, I'm shaking my head, trying to get him out of my head, and, and, and he wouldn't go. And he said, my name's James. And I'm like, okay, who are you? He said, well, I'm one of your spirit guides. I need to let you know that that guy you met earlier is trying to psychically attack you and your friends. I'm here to help you. So I, I got out of the shower, got dressed, went downstairs, and sat for an hour and talked to him. And that was um, you know, the first time I kind of met a spirit guide and had a, an encounter with, you know, a, a kind of extraterrestrial being in human form. But we ended up moving to New Zealand. And when I moved to New Zealand, a friend of mine had a really serious car accident. And the doctors had said to her, you know, you might not ever walk again. You know, you're going to be in hospital for at least a year. Like she, her, her car had gone head on to, into a Range Rover. The gear stick had gone through her leg. Her legs were smashed, her hips, her ribs, everything. So anyway, her partner phoned me up and said, Jerry, can you help? And I was like, how am I going to help? I'm in New Zealand. She's in England. But my intuition said, just go and lie on the bed. Get some crystals, put them, put them on your chakras and lie down. So I did that. And all of a sudden, I was in a hospital room. And all of this light and, and, and energy started pouring out of my hands. And I just knew what to do. I started putting her body back together mentally. And I did this every day for a couple of weeks. And then she walked out of hospital in 12 weeks on a Zimmer frame. And I was thinking to myself, you know, did I do something? Didn't I do something? It's just my crazy, crazy imagination. But when she came out of hospital, she phoned me up and she said, Jerry, I woke up one night, looked at the side of my bed and said, what are you doing here? Like she saw me in a hospital room, exactly where I'd imagined myself. So I realized that there's much more to imagination than what we're taught at school. It's not something you make up. It's something that it's real. It's happening in another quantum space. Then around this sort of time, in New Zealand, I met this old guy called Michael who became a real dear friend of mine. And he taught me how to meditate. I'd never meditated up until this point. And he had a pyramid in his garden. So I used to go and sit in this copper pyramid every day. And uh, I had some crazy experiences in there. And he taught me how to meditate with my eyes open. And one day I'm sat there. And my, my feet turned to balls of fire. There's flames like burning on my feet. And then Jesus appeared in front of me. And he said, Jerry, you can walk anywhere you want to go. Just don't be scared. So I'm looking at him, nodding my head, and then he turned, and the stairs appeared in the, in the garden. And he walked up them and through a door, so I followed him. Went through the door, and we're in the Last Supper. And Jesus is, like, giving his Last Supper sermon. There's fruit, and there's wine, and all this sort of stuff. And I looked out of the window, and I saw an extraterrestrial craft. And I'd never seen one of these before. And they would just show me that extraterrestrials had been around for a very long time. So I had this experience, walked back out, down the steps, back into my meditation. And then two weeks later, I'm meditating in the garden again. And I look to my right-hand side, and there's like a little space pod. The only way I can describe it, and there's a blue being inside of it. So I brought my light out of my body, went and got inside the space pod, and we flew through a portal, through a tunnel, for about four or five seconds. We came out the other side, and we were above water, we were above a beach. I got out of the space pod, walked up the beach, and there was about 200 of these blue beings. And they're about six or seven feet tall. They had no clothes on. They were androgynous. They weren't male or female. And they hugged me. And when they hugged me, the emotion and the love that I felt was just absolutely out of this world, something that I've never experienced in human form. 
and it really felt like I was going home. And I knew that I was on Alpha Centauri. I knew these beings were Lyran. And I knew that, um, like, what, what food they ate, what their kind of birth cycles were like. I just started downloading all this information. So they hugged me for a little while, and then they let go, they, they let go of the hug, and then they cleared the pathway. And one of them led me up the beach and through this kind of jungle, and we went to this building that was made of light. And we went into this building, and there was this really old lion, like it was like meeting an an ancient elder um, from like a Native American like camp or something. And I, I was told to kneel down on the floor, and then all this geometry started pouring into my head. And um, I don't know how long it went on for, but as soon as it finished, two of these lions picked me up underneath my arms and frog marched me back to the space pod. They stuck me inside, threw me back through the tunnel back into the garden and back into in, into my body and then nothing else happened for two years and I'm waking up every day like come on man what's next you know come on I'm, I need the next piece of the puzzle but nothing was happening and, and we set up a health and fitness center in New Zealand and this was really important too because we were getting a lot of unfit obese people Maori people coming in and we were helping change their lives through nutrition and exercise so this was another part of me help and give back to humanity we started putting on charity fight nights for for abused women and this sort of thing raising money and giving back again so this happened and then about about after two years i woke up one morning and i knew we had to go back to england and i said to laura and the kids we got to go home we got to go back to england they looked at me like i was crazy they said well, you know you just set up the business the gym's going really well i was on like good morning tv doing exercise routines for people at home and uh, anyway, they just didn't want to go back to England. So I just pestered them and pestered them. And after a few weeks, they agreed. So we put a manager in charge of the gym, put all of our stuff in storage, flew back to England. And that's when things went into overdrive. I was out running one Sunday morning and I saw some fairies flying around a tree. And I stopped in the middle of the road. I'm thinking, you know, nah, there's extraterrestrials now, there's fairies. This is crazy. So again, I'm looking at these fairies and an angel came back. And the angel said, my name's Archangel Gabriel, you need to write a book. So I, I said to the angel, like, you know, what, what am I supposed to write it about? He said, it's about your life story. I said, what's it called? And he said, Into the Light. So I ran home, opened up my laptop, wrote the book, published it. And then as soon as I published the book, I started seeing all of this code in the empty space. And it was the same code that got downloaded when I went to Alpha Centauri. So I'm saying to my guys, what am I supposed to do? They said, you need to meditate more. So I started waking up at five in the morning with my son, Josh, and we went into meditation, and we ended up in these classrooms underneath the pyramids, like these mystery schools. And a guy was at the front of the classroom, and he had these scrolls, and we were sat at these old like wooden desks like you get when you're a kid in a classroom. And I was looking left, I was looking right, there was loads of other humans there. And on these scrolls that he was showing to everybody were codes. And it was the same codes that got downloaded to me on Alpha Centauri and the same codes I was seeing in the empty space. So we went every day for two hours for nine months and they showed us how to use these codes. And then people started coming into my life that needed healing. And I was like, you know, just let me just see if this stuff works. And I was trying it and it was working. And I kept trying it and it kept working. So I thought to myself, maybe I can start a business and actually make some money, probably legally, for the first time in my life. So I, set, I, I, I went to this kind of mind-body-spirit festival, and 
I, I, I had a little stand. I had my book into the light, and I was. I, I said, you know, I had these little cards made up saying energy healing, and I was saying to people, put your name down on this list, and I'm going to draw three names out of the hat at the end of the weekend, and I'll call you, and if you win, I'll give you a free energy healing. And like 70 or 80 people put their name down. So I phoned every single one of them up and told them they won, <laughs> just so I could practice. practice. So I had like 70, 80 people to practice on. I gave them all healings, and they loved it and had some amazing results. So I asked them if they'd give testimonials. So I was driving up, up and down the country, getting testimonials, and then I thought, right, I'm going to set the website up, put the testimonials up and just see what happens. So I did that, and then Star Magic was born in, in 2016. And then as soon as I did that, the Lyrans came to visit me again. I was meditating on a hill near where I live, and I'm looking out. The same blue being comes to visit me on the right, and the whole town disappeared. And they showed me the Christ consciousness grid, and they showed me all of these, like, lights. And I said, what are the lights? And they said, well, they're healing centers. You've got to build them. I said, well, if I build them, who's going to run them? And they said, you need to train people. So I thought, right, okay. I, I ran home, just like with Into the Light. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I designed this training program. I put it up online. And then the next February, we, we, we arranged for the first training. And people came from Egypt and America and Canada and Australia and all over Europe. And I was stood at the front of the classroom thinking, why the heck are you all here? You know, like, this is crazy. Like, why have you come to see me? And, 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 and that's where it all started. You know, we, we've trained like thousands of people since in over 40 countries. They told me to write a book called Healing with Light Frequencies, The Transformative Power of Star Magic. So we published that. Um, that's been translated into Romanian, Chinese, um, it's in English. That sold thousands of copies. Uh, we've bought land in Madeira, Romania, England, and we're in the process at the moment of designing our first healing center. We're going to start building next year. Uh, it's built out of sac- going to be built out of sacred geometry, just like the Lyrans told us it would be. So everything that, that they've told us to do, or told me to do, I mean, we've got a team now, but it's all just happening. So I've, you know, I've come from this crazy world of drugs and guns and, 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 and bank fraud into this world where we train people and we just travel sharing, you know, sharing love and compassion and helping people step into their power and live better lives and showing them how they can heal themselves and other people and their families. And it's just a, it's a crazy old ride. And and now I get to speak to people like you and just tell the story. It's amazing. Um, What a journey, Um, which is, you know, pretty wild. I I have to say uh, it's, you know, for me, I, I've experienced wild things and hung out with wild people and been to wild places, so to speak, way out there. So, you know, I, I get it. I get that this, you know, we, there there are souls that have come here incarnated from other dimensions or other planets. And, and by the way, wasn't Alpha Centauri one of the star systems that was worshipped um um, ages ago, and monuments built like Stonehenge. Wasn't that the star system that was you know acknowledged I'm not, I'm not as actually, the source? Yeah, I'm not sure whether about the worshiping side of things, but when I was there, there were some really incredible kind of like obelisks and like geometrical buildings that you, you just don't really get on Earth, you know? Yeah, you know, just the, the, there. 
this is such a fascinating conversation, and I am fascinated myself by the ancient origins of this planet, of humanity. You know, I've talked to people like um, the amazing Michael Cremo. Have you ever come across Michael Cremo? By no, I've not. He, um, he wrote a book on ancient archaeology. What is this? The ancient archaeology? Ancient? Ooh, I can't remember, but... He was given an assignment to prove that there have been humans here of some sort uh, a million years ago, that there were beings on this planet. And it's based on the Hindu wisdom of the cycles of time that their worlds have evolved and um, we've had golden ages and we're now (laughs) devolving before we can return. But... um, that, that there have been so many incredible things happening on this planet that we have never been taught because it's not the narrative that the system, the, the, the power system that exists wants us to know about. They don't want to know about who we truly are, where we've come from, and the um, you know connections we have to other civilizations from other dimensions and other planets. Who seeded this planet? Who seeded the all the wisdoms and the, um, the the knowledge? Those you know those geometric forms you were given. That that's the language. You know that's the language of the ancients. It's the language of the universe, actually. So um, you know what whatever destiny you have, Jerry, and this you know, awakening of your true mission and your place here on this time of transformation. It's it's quite profound what you've done and how you've been guided. I mean, those stories are quite amazing that you've shared of your experiences. But, you know, to me, I get it. You know, this is your awakening. And this is the remembrance of who you are and what you had to go through early in life and what it taught you. You know, and from all that pain and suffering and abuse that you had, it, it, I don't know why you needed to do it, but that was part of the journey that you chose to arrive at the person you are now. It's pretty, pr- pretty fascinating. It's it, it, profound, really. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, I, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, we're, we're we're waking up like our true divine selves and the whole the whole planet when you look beyond the physical world is is mathematical and geometrical and like the codes that we're bringing in that you're talking about like the original language like the language of light the language of geometry um, these light frequencies that are coming in from other planets other stars uh, hitting our dna and within our DNA is all of the knowledge and wisdom that we've brought from the stars and, and, and brought into these human incarnations. And what I see is, you know, a, a planet of like superhumans. And, and what we're doing is, is waking everybody up to their full potential and giving them the opportunity to realize that potential in human form and, you know, kind of not recreate themselves, but sort of unleash themselves again to, to, to what they were back in the times of Atlantis and Lemuria and also back on the stars too when people could teleport and use telekinesis heal, heal without any external influences you know everything was an inside job you know to be able to 
you know, communicate telepathically, all of these kind of things, you know, um, telekinesis. I mean, they're, they're natural kind of powers for, for, for us once our, our DNA is fully activated. And it's, it's exciting to see people change. And people on, on the planet at the moment, there, there are children that can, can move objects. There are people that can, can, can bilocate from one place to another. There's so people that can heal at distance. Like different people are waking up these different faculties. And I think we're just triggering that remembrance in each other. And, and, and that's what we kind of share with people. We're not really here to teach because we can't teach anyone anything because it's all, all already inside of you. We just can help you remember what you already know. And I think that's the beauty that we're all just working as like a, a big human family to, to mirror back to each other the lessons and, and, and you know, what it is that, that, that we need to know and to see, to take that journey of the cosmic heart, which is a brave journey, and, uh, and, and realize our potential. I just think it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And, um, it's, you know, as we're having this conversation, people are listening. It, it's an opportunity for everyone to realize we really don't know who we are. <laughs> we don't really know where we came from, and we don't know where we're going. And uh, that's the tr- that's the, those are the questions to ask, right? And as you ask those questions, your consciousness expands because there's such a uh, profound, profound understanding of the real nature of who we are and our connection to the greater universe. And this is the time we're in of this awakening. So in, in your experience and with the connections you have to all those other beings, what have either you've been told or what do you share with people to inspire them at this time? You know, we're in a time of transition. There's a lot of fear, obviously, being generated on the planet as we move into this phase, it seems, where the the, 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 the tyranny, the plan that to control humanity is being activated, uh, such as what's happening in Canada in the moment. What your you know, words of inspiration, what have you been given to help people understand what this time is really all about? Well, I mean, what we're doing is we're we're training people to heal and through that helping them step into their power and their full potential. So we're showing people how they can uh, heal at distance um, and hands-on, but healing at distance because it opens you up to a much bigger market to help more people. So... I mean, in, in a nutshell, how we work with Star Magic, um, imagine you've got a, a, a website, okay, and the website is green and you want to change it to yellow. So you go into the back end of the, of the system and you change the coding. You change the coding and it changes from, some, from green to yellow on the front end. Now, a human, bo- a human being has a, a, bo- a body and a brain, and the body and brain is like a biological computer. And the biological computer is plugged into into the internet, and also um, information streams on hard drives and USB sticks, which are like past and future lives and present day reality experiences. So what we do is we show people how to tap the quantum fields and change the data streams within the quantum field to create real time healing in this physical now space, like immediately or within days. So if someone has um, a tumor or eyesight issues or a bad arm or a broken hip or whatever it may be, 
there's going to be a, a cause because the body is a communication device. Like every body part means something. So um, the hips are about direction, the knees are about support, the brain is about control, the liver is about it, what it stores like guilt and anger. So what what happens is we go into the quantum fields and we change the data stream. So the data stream from the traumatic experience in a past life or future life or multiple past lives or present-day reality experiences, we change that data stream so it can't feed the biological computer anymore. Once it can't hmm. feed the biological computer and we change the data stream, the physical symptom clears up. So that's how we're working with star magic. Uh, and at the same time, you know, for, for me it's about getting people to realize their sovereignty and to realize that they truly can play the game of life to their own rules. And it's about stepping outside of this systematic structure. And I think what's happening on the planet at the moment is giving us the perfect doorway to say, you know what, enough is enough. We need to draw a line in the sand. Let's step over that line. Let's get together. Let's unify. Let's start to create communities. Let's start to trade amongst ourselves let's exchange healing for potatoes or let's get exchange bananas for a haircut let's work out ways that we can trade and barter and 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 work together outside of the system to create our own new expansive sovereign system you know where we don't really need a fiat currency um let's dig into the ground and get fresh water let's grow our own fruit and vegetables let's become self-sufficient let's use free energy you know, and that's why we're with our healing centers that we're building at the moment, that's going to be a massive focus to, to have these communities and healing centers where people can be free. You know, you don't really need money. You just need to offer some time or some energy, you know. And I think we have to really let people know and encourage people to stand in their sovereign power and not be scared because a lot of people have been reliant on the government. They've been reliant on their social security or whatever it is and they think well without the government we can't survive but actually they're just keeping you locked in a, in a, in a paradigm in a program which is um, very small and controlled but there's a whole big world out there and there are billions of humans that actually just want to love each other and get on you know I mean we're the only mm -hmm. planet in the, in, in, in the solar system that draws lines on it and, and divides it up and, and says that you need a, a, a book to go from from one from one country to another, from across these different lines, you know, there's all this separation. But as we kind of, you know, expand and open our hearts and dive into our in, in, into ourselves, we realise that you know we're very similar. We're just light. We're love. We're we're information. We're, we're geometry. And all we want to really do is love each other and get along. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's such an inspirational message at this time because we can get so focused on the present time dramas that are going on, we don't have a larger perspective to see that this is part of a greater plan of the awakening of humanity to, who, to, to, to their true potential, to their true nature. Absolutely. And I think we've got to see this as a catalyst. This is, this is a great opportunity, like you said. It's part of the awakening. Without all of the stuff that's happening at the moment, it might have taken us another 200,000 years to wake up. <laughs> but because this is happening, it's right in our face. And, and especially with the Internet now, all of the information is being shared, and the truth, truth is out there. You know, and once you open up Pandora's box, that's it. You, you can't unsee it, you know. 
You know, there was a, um, a Native American sharing recently a YouTube with a prophecy, and it was an ancient prophecy given to the peoples of the the ancient peoples by other beings that came to this planet to teach and educate humanity. And he talked about how they, the different races, the black, white, red, yellow races, were each given certain missions that they had to uh, have mastery over these elements through their, you know, it's, it is part of their mission, so to speak, and that at a certain time they would all come back together and they would share their wisdoms that they learned mastering the different elements, the, the fire, the wisdom of the fire and the water, the earth. And um, he said this is the time that uh, was was prophesized in, in this teaching, that that humans have the ability, have the potential to go from their animal nature to the true essence of what it is to be a human being to to be a being of light of love and you know I, I, it's a powerful message isn't it that you know these are prophecies these are messages and you've gotten the messages in in your way that it's a time for us to to live the true potential which means we're here to be beings of light and beings of love and to live truly from compassion and love and the infinite potential we all have to create amazing, amazing things. Yeah, I think that's beautiful about what you're saying about different kind of races coming back together because it feels like right now it's like a uniting of the tribes and mm-hmm. the, the different colored, you know, beings that we are on this planet all, all, all originally seeded from the different, you know, races and species that came from the stars and we're, we're all bringing that that different gene codes that different that different quantum mathematical equation that's embedded in all of our dna and we're reuniting the tribes together to share and, and creating like one master code and this, this is the key to it all like the unification you know like what you just said is so so, so potent and, and profound and yeah i just in total agreement with that yeah you know because we're just what what this prophecy was saying is that we have just been we're just now arriving at a place where we can really become truly human beings and we've up until now operated so much out of our animal nature you know I've been um, watching these different YouTubes there's a there's a channel that talks about the ancient uh, warriors and I don't know I found it somehow and it it what's fascinating to me jerry is that the history that has existed for thousands of years has been about war it's been about war whatever whatever moment in time you know that these ancient cultures existed that have had you know great potentials but there's always been a war going on being invaded invading others you know, tens of thousands of people killed in one battle. But this has been going on for eons of time. And, uh, you know, it's it seems like we've been killing each other <laughs> over over uh, territory and money long enough. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is the animal nature, right? This territorial 
part of us that we are healing so we can live in harmony with each other, to live the true potential of the human being. Absolutely. And, and, and if you look at it and you go deep into it, like what's playing out on Earth right now is, is, is literally just um, a continuation of what's played out in the stars. Because if you go all the way back, like, you know, billions of years, like 250 plus billion billions of years uh, throughout the galactic wars and the deep history in space, you know, there was a falling out between, you know, the, the Elohim and the Lyran Syrians and, 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 and the Lyrans and, and, and different beings in space. And, and they kind of created uh, new species and um, hybrid species like the Anunnaki. And all of those uh, species have just filtered out down through our, our human lineages. And so what was happening in space billions of years ago is still happening on Earth right now. And what we're doing by going into our hearts and starting to expand our consciousness and stepping into our power and realizing the truth is that we're kind of realigning our inner mathematics and stepping out from the frequency of those kind of warmongering beings that we all kind of descend from into those kind of loving and and, and, and beautiful magical beings, but still with that warrior nature, but not warriors that want to fight each other, warriors that just want to, you know, expand and be strong and fearless and, 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 and love fiercely and ferociously on this planet and, and, and reconnect and step into our power and unify together and, and, and dismantle and, and heal what has been happening for billions and billions of years. Like planet Earth um, is a really important planet because it's, it's stargate number three and has uh, like stargate access to multiple grid points around the universe that's why there's so much war on this planet because of the stargates and the grid line networks but we're healing that deep history um through space and through this stargate planetary network to, to realign the grids to realign the cosmic grids and it filters from the vortexes of each one of us as human beings because we're all like mini vortexes of energy, and it filters back up through the grids, back up through the planetary network and the cosmic networks, through the stargates and out into the universe to heal billions of years of war through all of our interactions here on the planet right now. So what we're actually doing is so, so profound and so needed. And we all signed up for this stuff. This is the crazy thing. You know, we all signed up for this stuff. You know, before we incarnated, we knew what we were getting involved in. And, and, and we're actually fulfilling our mission right now. And, and it's awesome. It is awesome. And we did sign up for this time. We are here because we chose to be here at this time. So, so Jerry, you know, we're coming to the end of the show. So, first of all, I want to ask you, um, are your trainings virtual now? What What is the the layout, the plan of the healing trainings that you've been doing how can people learn more and what are you doing at this point in time yes yeah, so um i mean right now at the moment I'm, I'm i'm in romania on the land that we bought out here to build our first center and we're just i'm just out here because we're just you know putting the plans into place and working with architects and stuff um we, we are running trainings online i mean up until you know covid um everything was in person and I always said to myself, I'm never going to do a training online because I just love being in the space with people. You get to hug each other and eat together and all that sort of stuff. But actually, 
COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise for us because what happened is we were forced to go online. So what we did is we put the prices down because we didn't have to pay for um, accommodation and chefs and, and food and all this sort of stuff. So we were able to offer the training uh, at this kind of price, and we started giving people bonus days. And what it actually meant is that people could practice distant sealing in real time because every day on the training we're partnering people up, to, you know, showing them all of the different ways that they can heal, and they're practicing with different partners all over the world. So they're getting to practice distant healing. So by the end of the seven-day training, they can go out and, and, and start their own healing business. You know, they can go and make money straight away. They can help humanity straight away. So actually, by, by doing it online, it's, it's helped open us up to a much bigger market. It's mm-hmm. made it much more accessible for everybody else. So it's been really, really cool. And we've got four yeah. levels in the training. Um, the first level, which is seven days, we show people how to heal themselves how to heal other people, how to heal groups of people. Uh, the second training is um, another seven-day training, which uh, we call a frequency upgrade, and that's all about the stargates. That's about the planetary and the cosmic grid systems and how we can access that information and light to really bring our multidimensional uh, light body online fully so we can embody more light, activate our DNA, and really become superhumans. And then the third training we call Through the Stargate. And that's where we, it's actually a 10-day training, and it's limited numbers. Um, This is a really intense training where we show people how to take groups of people on deep meditation journeys through portals, through stargates, to healing temples all over the universe. Um, So they can go out and basically do what I do. And then level four training is where people actually go out and run their own training, their own level one training. So what happens, we've got an academy, and once you join, uh, once you've been on facilitator training level one, and you join the academy, you get to come back on, on facilitator training level ones and twos for free. But what we ask you to do is to help me with the presentation. So by helping me deliver the information, you get to practice. So once you've been on several facilitator training level ones and you've helped out, you then know how to, to present level one. And then you do the same thing with level two, then the same thing with level three. And then level four is you literally going out and, and, and presenting to, to a whole group of people with me supporting you. And that's how we're training people to do what I do so we can help more people. You know, when the healing centers are open, you know, the, um, you know other people basically doing my job too. And, and yeah, it's, it's, so that's the kind of plan. Go through the academy um, and, then, and, and then go out and, and run these trainings. But if people don't want to go through the academy and they just want to take the skills and go and do their own thing, that's completely cool too. But our main focus is build the healing centers, create these communities. And, and the other thing with healing centers, we want to have them as a safe space for children because there's so many amazing star seeds coming down from the stars with amazing abilities, but they haven't really got a safe space to express themselves. Like in the UK, if a child is expressing like multidimensional abilities, they'll come and take them off and, you know, take them away from their parents put them in some kind of home, pump them full of drugs, and send them back to their parents several years later, um, you know, mm. demonized, addicted to pornography, drugs, that sort of thing. And, and all of that stuff that was inside and that divine spark has been diminished. So we want to create a safe space for children to express themselves and really show us how to run this planet. Uh, what I see is children being in the classrooms and all us adults sat down like children learning from the kids. You know, because the kids have got the knowledge. They're bringing it down for us. So 
we need to create the foundation and the environment so they can express it and, and show us how we need to run planet Earth. So, yeah, that's uh, well, really our main focus. You, have, you, you know, you not only have an amazing vision, Jerry, but you've been able to actually bring it down and anchor it, which is you know, is is a gift, is a skill, is an ability, right? To to create a, a format, to create a form to hold this vision so you can duplicate yourself, which is what you were sharing, you know, train people to do what you do and spread the word. You can't do it all by yourself. So Absolutely. how you know, how how beautiful. So okay. I just wanna be sure we give everyone your website, which is Jerry Sargent and I'm gonna J-E-R-R-Y is Jerry, spelling Jerry, and Sargent is S-A-R-G-E-A-N-T. So Jerry Sargent, S-A-R-G-E-A-N-T.com. Is, is that the best website for you, Jerry? Uh, the best website is StarMagicHealing.com. Well, glad I asked that. So StarMagicHealing.com, right? Yeah, StarMagicHealing.com. Yeah, you'll get access. All, 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 you know, everything that we do is on there. You know, we've got some free okay. global meditation groups. So c- come and join our weekly meditations and stuff. Good. Okay. I will definitely do that. And everyone else, here's a, here's an invitation. So um, starmagichealing.com. Get um, access to the free meditations and Jerry's courses and to learn more, get his books. It's uh, an amazing universe we live in it's an amazing time we live in and we have amazing people like you jerry who are so inspirational graciously sharing your you know your journey and the um programs that you're creating from the sources that you have and you know you're you're doing what you're told to be doing at this time you're following you're following that that true mission that you've come in with and it's so inspiring so uh, thank you so much for being with us today it was an absolutely incredible conversation and uh, you know i just wishing you the greatest success the greatest love the greatest fulfillment of your mission here in this world at this time Cheryl, thank you so much for having me. It was uh, an absolute honor and a pleasure. And, yeah, and the same to you. I just wish you all the love, luck, and happiness and magic, you know, in your life and and everything that unfolds for you. Just let the divine blessings pour into your life, sister. Thank you. And to all of you listening, that is my prayer and hope and dream and intention for you as well. So, well, another wonderful conversation with, my guest today, Jerry Sargent, StarMagicHealing.com. And until next week, I'll meet you again. And until then, may your week be filled with love, peace, and harmony. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.